going on, family? It's your boy, Russell the Fourth. Hey, everybody. It's me, Brandy. And welcome to another episode of the What They Never Told Us podcast. What's going on? We back in the building the week of Thanksgiving. Very excited. Are you excited for Thanksgiving? I'm excited to eat. I'm not excited to cook all the food. Is this like a holiday that you enjoy? Is this like one of your... Yeah, I like cooking. So, like... I think the idea of cooking a big meal for my family is always like, yes, I'm going to cook all these things until I start to do it. Then I'm like, uh, I'm stressed out. Nobody's <laughs> helping me. Everybody's watching football and having fun and I'm in the kitchen. And then that's when I get irritated. Gifts are a burden. <laughs> Gifts? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean like the gift of cooking? Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, like the skill set. Yeah. Like when you're good at something, it comes with like a burden, you know? It does a little bit. But I mean, by the time it's, you know, we get ready to sit down and eat, I done picked off everything. So my hangry done kind of went away. And okay. I'm ready. It's just the actually doing it while everybody else is like enjoying themselves that I really just don't like. And this one is going to be a little different because you guys will be gone in the daytime so maybe it'll be a time to relax and just get stuff done but when it's usually like a house full of people or like yeah. my my son is usually my oldest son is usually always with me so he's like can, is the food done yet can i get in here and make a sandwich and it's like no the kitchen is off limits the day of thanksgiving i don't know what y'all gonna eat until the food get done but it ain't gonna be nothing out that kitchen that's a rule now everything's closed uh, i'm sorry that's you better, a rule now. You better prepare well, we're not children. Gonna, we're not going to be there. So that's that's between you and him. He's, yeah, I'm going to let you deal with that. So I, I'm excited, though. Um, we are trying to figure out what Thanksgiving looks like, or not even just Thanksgiving, but I think holidays in general look like now that we are officially married and a blended family. So I'm interested to see how things work out because I'm usually a homebody. Like, I like to be at home on holidays, you know. Sometimes my family comes over for brunch on Christmas. But other than that, since my grandma died, we really don't do, like, a big Thanksgiving tradition. And I know for you, you're usually, like, you go out. I mean, typically because you weren't cooking. But you go to somebody's house, and that's how y'all celebrate. So Mm -hmm. it'll be interesting trying to marry the two together. But I think we did good last year. Um. Yeah. Last year was okay. Yeah, it, was it was okay. Okay. So let's see how it goes again. You know? <laughs> is that is that the plan? We're just gonna stay on the same course. Like we eat dinner at home and then we migrate out. Is that what you want? Yeah, it's do? like the best of both worlds. Like you know, we were hoping a majority of the day, and then that night, like we just popped out, swung through. Mm-hmm. You know, picked over what was left. You know? <laughs> so I I think that uh that'll work. Yeah, but. I, I'm more excited about my plate. I've been mean, really putting a lot of thought into this, like how I'm going to structure my plate. You know what we eating. Yes, I do. What are we eating? It's Thanksgiving. <laughs> what are we eating? Chicken. Okay. Is that correct? That's correct. Mac and cheese is going to be there, correct? Maybe. <laughs> you, now you're making it difficult. I requested uh, sweet, sweet potatoes. Is that? Yes. Okay, cool. Um, greens. Eh. Dressing. Eh. Your mom's making dress and I heard you talking to her about it. Look at you trying to pump fake. Macaroni and cheese, maybe. Greens, maybe. What else? What are you, hold on, wait. What are you, okay, what do you know you're making? Uh, so I can prepare myself. Chicken, mashed potatoes, dressing, um, and then a bunch of desserts. 
I haven't really thought through the meal. Chicken, actually. mashed potatoes, and dressing. <laughs> okay, yeah. If y'all can tell, I I'm haven't really to go to my mama through, house early. I haven't really thought through the meal. <laughs> like right. I know that I want certain things. Like I know that I want chicken instead of turkey. I know that I want mashed potatoes. Um, and I've kind of been trying to think of like if the, if your kids are going to be here, I'm definitely probably going to make macaroni and cheese because they don't eat dressing. Even if they weren't, you trying to have a non a mac and cheese list Thanksgiving? What is happening? It's mutiny. It's, it's disrupting. <laughs> we the just culture. have macaroni and cheese. <laughs> we should always have it. It's a, it's a staple. Nah, but um, and I'm probably gonna do those cinnamon rolls. Though, not actual cinnamon rolls, but mm-hmm. rolls with the cinnamon sugar butter. I'm gonna put now. This is how much I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put uh-huh. my mac and cheese next to my sweet potatoes. Uh-huh. I like when they touch. Okay, I don't know what's gonna be my chicken, where that's gonna land at, but I think I'm gonna place that next to the mashed potatoes because I feel like that juice ran into potatoes. It's the fact that you're day. thinking out the symmetry and the dynamics of the plate for me. Yeah, that's real. That's real greedy. <laughs> I feel like now. Look, I already, look. I've been trying to eat good. Okay? Yes, you have. You've been I've been doing trying. Really good. Look. So I'm holding out for Thanksgiving. <laughs> and every well, you time, can't lose your mind on Thanksgiving. Every time you still got to pace yourself. Yes, yeah, that's the point of Thanksgiving. I'm going to lose my mind, and I'm a get. I'm a get it back You're on the day sick. after. Huh? You're gonna be sick because you haven't been eating that type it's of all stuff, right? Oh, it's lean. It's lean turkey. It's not it's turkey. We're not having turkey. Chicken. I'm, yeah, but it's gonna be somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's Thanksgiving. I'm gonna find some turkey somewhere. Look here. I thought you even like turkey. I mean, it's not. I'm not crazy about it, but if it's there, I'm you just want to eat. Yeah, come on. It's Thanksgiving. I usually hold out that for Christmas. I, Christmas is my holiday where I just like pick out. So Thanksgiving's like, yeah. You, uh, no, I do both. <laughs> who's, who's picking sides? <laughs> Anyways, we talked a lot about Thanksgiving, which I'm super excited about. The live will be the day before Thanksgiving, which is usually like a day where people go out and hang out. So we, I don't know if you want to still do that. Like the day before Thanksgiving is like the biggest bar day. Oh, we should do it from uh, the bar. What? We should uh, go what? live from a bar. What bar? Pick one. Yeah, okay. Find one that goes up. <laughs> okay. So, what do you think about relationships? Yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Get some That's drunk like people. It's cold right now. I'm not going out the house unnecessarily at all. Come and to on. go do a live podcast <laughs> in a bar just doesn't even seem like yeah, a time. Yeah, it'd be foolishness. I'll pass. It'd be foolishness for sure. But yeah, I don't know if we might want to go earlier or... I don't know. We'll have to talk. We'll have to think about that. We'll see. Stay tuned. We might. We might not. I mean, it's a holiday weekend, so... You know, and we got to do some planning anyway because we're trying to do some things. So we probably need a day just for the rest of the season, Mm -hmm. coordinating. Mm -hmm. Um, Heads up. Listen, for those of you guys who listen and you have a story, um, an interesting dynamic, a situation that you've overcome in your relationship, whether that be infidelity, dealing with past trauma, uh, maybe it's whatever it is. Your story is interesting. We want to talk to you. Maybe depending on what. It, I was like, how do people know yeah. if they story? Because I know a lot of people probably be like, "Oh, this is so interesting." Yeah, like, well, like, that's up. For, uh, it is up to our discretion, so it's got to be interesting. It's to really us. not that interesting. Uh, yeah, but we want to sit down and talk to some people. So that's uh, something we've been talking about doing for a while, and uh, we're going to be doing that. Um, so. If that is the case, hit us up wherever you know us from, whether that's TikTok. IG, um, our email is what they never told us pod at gmail.com. Hit us up and let's see if we can work something out if you'd like to jump on the podcast. And I'm going to add for this avenue, and I haven't talked to Russell about this, so I'm sure he'll interrupt me if I'm 
speaking out of turn, not out of turn, but against what he thinks for this particular avenue. If you can show up in person, that's what we're preferring. Yes. So um, not like calling in via phone. If you're in Africa, what up? First of all, but yeah, not the right opportunity right now. At this moment, we're looking for guests who can come in person to a undisclosed location at this time and uh, sit down and kick it with us. That's what's up. I forgot we have like international listeners now. You Do know? y'all even know what Thanksgiving is? We just did a whole segment talking about that. And they're like, what is Thanksgiving? <laughs> what is this? I don't know. Oh, that was good, right? Yeah. I smoked that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we did a whole segment. That's okay. Thanksgiving is when European people came to America and brought smallpox with them. And slaughtered all the Native Americans. Slaughtered Native Americans and took over this land. Um, And we eat to celebrate that. (laughs) (laughs) And if it sounds messed up, it's because... It's America! It it really is. (laughs) It's America! We celebrate all things backwards and... (laughs) We celebrate the colonizers on this day. But we kind of switched it up and, you know... Uh, made it our own. No, it's a day that we're is, just actually thankful for our family and for the things that we have, and we sit down and we eat absolutely. a big meal. That's the word, okay? That is the kind of the the bright side of the silver lining of the American story. It's a lot of bad stuff that happened, but even through that, there's a lot of perseverance and a lot of goodness. Like even now, like we're sitting here broadcasting here in America with liberties. I'm glad I'm here, but there was a lot of bad that happened. For me to be here, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just about oppressed people actually getting equal rights. It's a thing that other countries just assume they just have. Right? Now, it's kind of jacked up us. everywhere, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what more I learned. The more I peek in other countries, they everybody got their own little struggle, you know what I mean? So, is what it is. But either way, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for this holiday season, whatever it is that you're celebrating, wherever you're from. Hey, we celebrating with you. We're family. This is what they never told us community, and we love y'all. So round of applause for y'all in whatever it is that you're celebrating in the season of your life. Okay. So to our topic of the day, um, what's what you do? I'm waiting for you. I'm trying to see how you how you put this in. Come on. I, I mean, it's not gonna connect. I know okay. we usually do like some <laughs> some fancy segues. I was ready this to be impressed. This ain't it. Nah. <laughs> well, you know, turkey goes for oh, I could have. I should have no. took that bad Mm-mm. things in there. No? Go ahead. Right. I could have. Anyway. Um, but we stumbled on, or I should say, my wife stumbled on uh, a really dope topic. And, you know, we had this thing where we like try to stop podcasting outside of the podcast. Like when we, when something's good to talk about, sometimes we'd be like, oh, let's talk about it. But then be like, hold on, no, no, no. This is a topic. Basically, we have no serious conversations outside of the podcast. Not about relationships. We'll be like, oh, wait, we're potting. We got to stop. We can't talk about this right now. <laughs> got to save it for the pot. We got a business now. I love to see and talk to you about the intricacies between, you know, infidelity and relationships. But can't do that right now. Let's save it for the pot. So it happened this week. She stumbled upon. Uh, tell me what you saw, man. It was a post on TikTok. I was actually looking for topics to talk about. And I just kind of like relationship podcast in the Google search. And um, a podcast came up where the host said, no man wants to be in a relationship with an independent woman. And this podcast actually had women on it. And they were like, wait, what? Like, what do you mean? Like, we talk about independent women like it's the plague, right? Like, it's 
If you want to be in a relationship, you cannot be independent. Those two things are not synonymous with each other. And I really started to think about that as a self-proclaimed independent woman um, and how that plays a part in the relationships that I've had and the relationship that I am in. And I can say that I do see that dynamic play out like men kind of have this adverse reaction to a woman who proclaims that she is independent. It's like, okay, you don't need me. So move on. But to me, being independent does not mean that I don't need you. It just means that if you weren't here, my life would still go on. And I can't even see a situation where, I don't know, we'll, we'll get to talk about it. But I think one of the things that Ryan said on the men's podcast about having the savior complex, I think more men have that than what are willing to admit. So here's where... We even have a good pod today, y'all. So, <laughs> Just talk. y'all so lucky y'all here today. <laughs> Welcome. Um, this is where we got to be clear on what your role is in a relationship, and that's different for everybody, right? Like, what my role to Brandy wouldn't be your role to your wife, right? But in certain contexts, we believe that men were created and hardwired for a specific purpose. So if you believe in your context that men are supposed to be providers, but you're also moving in a way that you don't need providing for, now you're putting a man in a position to now have to figure out how to play a role in your life that you don't need. So there is something there. I know, and I'm not villainizing independent women i hope there's enough content out and enough episodes for people to know i'm not like a you know he-man woman haters club like that's not me um and i married brandy so if that tells you anything like clearly <laughs> and my mama brenda yeah i don't know her but independent woman um but there is an aspect there where we have to figure out okay as a woman is there room around you for me to be a provider in any regard and a lot of men will feel some way if they don't know how to be that for you. You know what I mean? And it's not a savior complex. It's like a, I feel in my gut and in my nature that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. But I don't see how I can do that with you. That's reality. I think for me, what, I, what I've experienced in, in my relationships is like, if, if that is true, if that's the case, like I see I'm a man and I see myself as a provider. But I, when I come in, you're already taking care of everything. You don't necessarily need me to provide finan- financially for you. I feel like the onus is on the man to figure out then which way do you provide. But just because I don't need you to pay on my bills doesn't mean that you can't still provide for me. And I think it's a problem when you come into a relationship with like, this is me, this is my role and I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And it doesn't fit necessarily the, the picture of the relationship that you're currently in. Like, why can't you just change what that means for you? Why does it have to be, because you've always been the breadwinner, you can only be in a relationship with someone who makes less money than you because that makes you feel like a provider. Well, I don't think independence is regulated to finances. No, I'm just giving that one example. Yeah, I, I think when we're talking about independence, I'm just talking about providing in any way. So in the example of finances, yeah, no, if if you come into a situation and you don't make more than your woman, your spouse, then... 
adjust. Like there's more than one way to provide. I've had to learn that the you know the throughout the trials of this relationship. This is the first relationship I've been in where you know my, the money I bring to the household is not the main income. Mm-hmm. Like my check is cool. But we know when your check hit, okay, cool. All right. We good. <laughs> Breathe. All is right with the world. We good. So that's an adjustment for me. Yeah. That's an adjustment for me. Um, and the one of the ways I've had to regulate that is that I find ways to provide outside of that. Now, okay. Transparency, open, honesty, vulnerability. Truth, shame, devil. Okay. Welcome to our world. We're opening up for you. Cash app, dollar sign, what they never told us. Okay. Because <laughs> We give y'all a lot, okay? This morning, real life hot off the press this morning, this is an example mm-hmm. of things that I'm sure you wouldn't notice. But to me, I was like, I was really frustrated. Okay. Not really frustrated. That's dramatic because clearly it didn't ruin anything. I kept pushing. But this morning, I went to hit the remote side on the car. It's Michigan here. It's cold here. It's snowing, right? So I knew I had to go clean the car, start the car. I went to go do that. Babe, the remote started on work because the check engine light's on. You actually got to go out there and start it. So I said, cool. I'm going to get my coat on stuff because I'm going to clean up the car too. So I'm walking around looking for my coat, all my little gloves and stuff. And I hear the front door open. I said, I know she didn't go out there and start that car. <laughs> I'm trying to do my man thing, right? Like I don't bring the biggest check, but I'm going to clean off the car. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to start the car. I'm going to go out there and do man stuff. You feel me? <laughs> Now, while I'm looking for a coat and all this warm stuff, I go out there. I said, I know she can go outside. I went out in the living room, and I see her outside. No coat. She's just a thug with it. Went out there in a the hoodie and started the car. Now, to you, it's nothing. The car needed to be started. Cool, great. Here's where, in my mind, and I had to just cast this thought out, but in my mind, I'm thinking, there's no room for things not to go at her pace. That's a that's it. It's an issue. It's an issue, and it's an example of what we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. I don't need to make the biggest check, but you you saw me inquire. I left the door open. You know what I'm saying? The door was open. I'm about to go outside, but it, but it's that's an example of something that happens a lot. And something we talked about before we even you know got married. You were like, "Hey, look, this is my thing. If I ask you to do something and you don't do it in the time frame, I'm gonna just do it myself." That's incredibly frustrating. That's an area where, you know, a lot of women who are quote unquote independent, um, you know, it's hard to for a man to feel like there's room around to, you know, provide or to do for it. Yeah, I think a lot of it boils down to perception, right? Um, not saying that that situation did not go the way that you said it would go, but I also have a perception of how the situation went, and I think that when it comes to what it means to be independent for someone who is basically that's always been your role in life, right? You've really had to learn how to take care of yourself. Then maybe you have children, maybe you get a spouse and you're just the primary caretaker in those instances. You understand that, or maybe you feel like if, if you don't do it, then it's not going to get done. And for me, Like I am, I'm factoring in, let's just give this for example. I'm factoring in everything that's happening today. We woke up late. The kids aren't dressed. 
They're trying to eat. You're trying to find a specific coat to go outside in. And meanwhile, the the clock is ticking and we got to get out the door and go for church. Um, and I heard you say to Braylon, um, well, I guess you just got to get in a cold car. So then I'm like, well, I'm not going to let my kids get in a cold car. Now, hold on. I, wait a minute. I, I'm no, just I have it's to time perception. I have to it's time just out. perception. I have to time you out. Can t- you can chime in I after ha- I finish. I can't. Let me talk. Please let me just ask this question. Yes. Because I'll forget. Do you, you really forget. think I'm the type of person to tell a child, if I got to go start the car, I guess you just go get into a cold car? What in my life is show you that that is me or my character? Again, it's all about perception. Do you right? perceive me that way? I don't perceive you that way. But when the clicker is not working and then instead of just going out there and starting, you go do other stuff. I didn't even have shoes on. Okay. Listen, it's all about perception. You're seeing the scenario from one end and I'm seeing it from another. I'm Again, and I'm factoring in all these things that have to get done. So I popped on my shoes and I started the car. I get now, it. I get it. In, in everyday life, that is my, my, my demeanor. I see something that needs to get done. I'll do it. And sometimes I don't ask for help. Sometimes I don't even inquire like, hey, is somebody else thinking about doing this? Because I've always been a doer. This is just the person that you married. This is who I am, right? So when I get in a situation where now I'm with someone who is trying to establish that presence, like, hey, I can do as well. It's not just all on you anymore. Um, I think that's where, us coming together and finding a space to compromise and really over communicating in certain instances, like, okay, well, I'm going to go put on my shoes. This is just an example. You're not saying you had to do this in this scenario, but I'm going to put on my shoes and then I'm going to go do it so that I know in my head, Hey, this is not something else that's on the checklist that has to get done. I feel like there are more scenarios where you meet, not you specifically, but you encounter this presence of this person who is super independent you may feel like that that person doesn't need you and so then you tend to act accordingly or develop feelings about oh this person doesn't need me where do I fit in when really all it takes is just a communication piece hey I'm trying to do this I didn't like it when can we find a better way too? But instead we develop feelings of like inferiority because we've, we're in a relationship with a person who's just a doer. I think it goes beyond independence. It's just like, that's what we do. We just, we do. I just think it's, I think I'm about to just speak boldly. Absolutely. Yeah. I just think it's unnatural. For you though. No, no. I think it's against design. I think a lot of, this celebration of independence and I'm independent. You've never heard a man say I'm an independent man. You have never heard a man declare I'm independent. It is a woman's celebration. It is something that had to be titled and marked. And it's been a movement because it, at one point it became a thing. Now, if we recognize, okay, the independent woman is a, thing now it's like something that started we're celebrating we have songs about it it's a thing where did it come from where did it come out of what was it birthed from to me and i could be wrong somebody educate me if i am but i feel like in large part that was birthed out of a failure 
on many regards over a long pattern of time of the family unit. It failed for a various reasons. And I also don't necessarily see it everywhere in every culture around the world or in other de- demographics. It's especially heightened where it pertains to black men and black women. And there's recorded documented incidents where the black family structure was attacked systematically and and intently attacked. So the independent, I don't need no man. I don't need this. I've always had this. How my mama did this. I always saw it do it. I get it. And I'm saying that with empathy because I understand it. I know where it comes from and I know it's been a necessity. Now here's where the dilemma comes. As we heal, because the drug epidemic don't have the same face no more. It's not black men anymore. Mm-hmm. It's not black women anymore. Of course, every culture has people who struggle with drugs. But the crack epidemic is not what it was. Mm-hmm. As we heal and as men awaken, what do we do when we heal? Because now you have a man who wants to step up to the table. And you have... From what I see when I look into the landscape, a bunch of women who say, I want this type of man. I want a man who can take lead. I want a man who can take charge. I want a man who's going to make me be submissive, make me want to be submissive. I hear that a lot. Not from everybody. This is not all over. But I hear it. If we say that, as we heal, how do we bring these worlds together? Because when they do, and we have this clash, especially, and there's such a severed relationship between black men and black women, and it's giving birth to the Kevin Samuels. It's giving birth to these men who feel like they're just angry, and it comes out toxic because they don't know how to express, I want to be a man to you, but I don't see room around here, right? Can I, So I don't disagree with anything that you're saying. Okay. I would like to present an alternative... <laughs> Opinion. I love the way you said this stuff. Hit me with it. Number one, I don't necessarily agree with the fact that I'm okay. I'm gonna say it like this: women in the independent. Why you don't hear independent man thing is because the way, and I'm specifically talking about America because I can't speak on any other country. Mm -hmm. But the way this country was built, it was built by men, right? The man did everything. He ran the house. We were treated as second class citizens as women. So the independent woman is not, I don't think it's gender or not gender, but race specific. I think you do see it in other um in other cultures where women are fighting just for the right to be created equal. And I believe that that's where the independent woman uh, movement, if you shall call it, was birthed out of is birthed out of us just feeling like second class citizens and wanting to be treated the same way a man is treated and not necessarily as a man, but equal to a man, For not sure. lesser, not inferior. I think where the problem is, and then this is just as a black woman speaking, mm-hmm. I don't know if white men or Asian men Latino. or any other men have as much trouble accepting a independent woman as we do. Now, hold on. I don't know. I don't know. Ooh. I'm not in there. I, I know there are certain cultures who just have a, cert, a certain reverence and respect for a man as a head of the household. And let's say in the Arabic, the men. They haven't been severed like ours. Right. Yeah. But, but what I'm saying is I know several white women that I work with mm-hmm. 
who seemingly now ain't in their bedrooms, but have very functioning relationships and they are independent, strong, don't back down, don't, you know, don't take no mess type of women inside of the boardroom and outside of it. Cause I've yeah. seen them in both areas, but it's a problem when we do it. I don't it's think a that- problem when I go outside and I am strong and independent, and this but is, I am expected to come home and be docile. This is where the issues go, because that's not what anybody's saying. That's not, at least that's not what I mean, I'm saying. I understand that's not what yeah, you're saying. For sure. But I'm I've been in more relationships than this, and I can tell you that making more money, we've talked about that before. Yeah. Having opinions, doing things on my own has always been looked at as a negative. Now, if I was just the type of woman who stayed at home didn't do anything outside of the home was ready to cater to you as soon, not you specifically but cater to my man as soon as he walked in didn't talk back didn't i would i believe that i would be more desirable to people we're talking about healthy relationships yeah, yeah but so- it's not but you're saying that it's not healthy for a woman to be independent no, what I'm saying is the man who's demanding that his woman's docile and does not have an opinion is not a healthy relationship. And if that's what he's demanding from you, that's not what I'm talking about. That's just someone who's not an ideal mate because he doesn't have an ideal view of what a woman is. That's, okay, that's so in our about. dynamic. In our dynamic. Being you, yes. it's not a problem. Or it is. That oh. I am independent. Oh, No. If it was, we wouldn't be married. I wouldn't have asked you to marry me if you were, if this was a problem. I wouldn't be sitting here doing a podcast with you. No, I think there's some stuff that you don't know until you get into the situation. I knew who you were. I've known you since you (laughs) have been this Why did you have a problem with what happened this morning? I don't have a problem with you being who you are. Mm -hmm. I have a problem or an issue when, not even a problem. It's just me trying to figure out how to be a provider mm-hmm. in this relationship. I don't have a problem with you. Right now, we're trying to figure out something. Mm-hmm. I have things in me that I didn't put there. This is what I've observed from my own personal life. And there are things that I feel like I'm just hardwired to do. Mm-hmm. In nature, aside from men and women who are more complex and more forward thinking, in nature, there are orders to species mm-hmm. all over the world. Mm-hmm. It is insane for us to think that God did not do the same with us. When he created the lions, they don't they all function the same way, right? There's the male lion and all the lionesses hunting. Like there's a reason why they find the way, because that's the way God created them. Mm-hmm. Monkeys, gazelles, all of them. There's a way that he designed procreation, the flow of everything. Do you think that he didn't do that with men and women? Well, what is that? He said it in the Bible. Mm-hmm. He said, now this is where people don't, but he said, men, you're the head. He created Adam first. Mm-hmm. He assessed, man, it's not good for Adam to be alone. So mm-hmm. he gave him a helpmate. But he also said that he gave them dominion, not just the man, but them, the man and the woman. Yeah. Now here's the thing though. I'm not, I'm not I feel like you're arguing something that I'm, I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing. I'm just saying. You're, you're giving feedback <laughs> and something like that. But he did say wives, submit, they said submit to one another. But who did he say was the head of the household? He's, he said, man, Christ love your wife. Like Who did he say was the head <laughs> I mean, of man, the household? Did, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that scripture that he says man is the head of the household. 
So you don't recall any scripture where God said that the man is the head. What what does it say? To what what is what did he communicate wives to do to husbands? Like to submit, support that, and then he says submit to one another. Right? Yes. I'm, I, so I'm let just me trying to understand. I want to know let what the order understand. is that you're speaking. Let me understand. Of. What do you think is the man's role in household by God communicated? I mean, I believe everything that it says in the Bible, Which but is, I'm I'm waiting for you to tell me the scripture where it says that the man is the head. Of, I'm just saying I no, don't no, remember it. Just well, let's cut through all this okay. back and forth and just tell me what you believe God. God, I believe he said to man to love your wife as Christ left the church. Now, who, with, oh no, hold on, pause. Uh-huh. It. Who's the head of the church? Does, does church and Christ work together? Is Christ the head of the church? Yes. Okay, so by that. Do you disagree with anything I'm saying? Uh, I believe you're drawing conclusions, but yeah, I can support that. Just tell me what you believe so we have to do this. <laughs> I just did. No, you didn't. I believe, that every, I believe everything. When he says, husbands love your wives, like Christ loved the church, I do believe that God is, or Jesus is the head of the church. Christ is the head of the church. Yes. Right? But he didn't say that men be the head of your household. Like he didn't say that specifically. Christ is the no. head of the church. He said, love us that way. That means be, um, be sacrificial, be caring, be, you know what I'm saying? The way that God, that Christ loves the church, not to rule over us like any. So I'm just trying to understand what you it's said. Not that, rule. Okay. It's so not this rule. is what like I'm trying Christ, to do. I'm trying okay. to understand. You said that there was an order. This is why. And That's this is what why I want to get so difficult. to. This is hard for everybody. Mm-hmm. But submission is difficult because it's submission. It's supposed to feel like submission, right? It's difficult. It's hard. But it's, if you say you believe the book, it's in the book. It says submit yourself to one another. Mm -hmm. But when he said to the wife specifically, he said, wives, submit yourself to your husband. Right? And the husband, and this is what I've been taught all my life, and if I'm wrong, somebody correct me, but the husband submits himself to God, the wife submits himself to the husband, and he leads as God follows. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Okay. So. <laughs> we had a whole uh, so episode dedicated support to that. that. So if you're trying to be a priest over household, you're trying to lead a household, but you're with somebody who seemingly, by all appearances, feels like they don't need your leadership. They don't need you being the head how does that make any leader feel how does that make any man feel when he's trying to function in a way in a household where the general feel and tone is that i don't need you i i get that but does that equal independence or is that again an unhealthy relationship where someone is saying you're just here as an accessory and not a necessity and god I'm did not do what create I us to be independent God created us to be dependent on, on one him. another, mm-hmm. not just on him, but each other. Mm-hmm. Everything God does in this life, he does through the people here. Absolutely. When you're sick, it's the people that he put here that he works with their hands to help you through chemo treatments or whatever it is. When you need help with your mind, he gave people who are gifted in therapy. 100%. That's why when he looked at man, he says, it's not good for you to be alone because he created us to be dependent. So if that is God's intent, in a relationship, where is the benefit of you being independent? 
It's great when you don't got nobody and you got to be on your own. And once again, that's what I'm saying. That's where that was birthed from. A bunch of people who had no choice but to be independent because the person who you depended on to be there was not there. Whether it was a father, a husband or a wife or a girlfriend or whatever, the mother of your children or the father of your children. So you had to be independent. That's great when you have no choice but to be that. But when you've been now, this is the real truth. When there's trauma behind your independence, when your independence was birthed out of the fact that you were hurt, now it's not this is who I am. This is who you were made to be. Mm -hmm. This is what was forged out of hurt and pain. And it's my safety blanket. Because if you're here or whether you're not here, I know I can cling to this characteristic of me that keeps me safe of if you leave. And that is when it gets unhealthy. That's when it gets difficult to function in a relationship. So you subscribe to the fact that you or you say you agree with the man who said and it's not good or bad. I'm just yeah. asking a question. Um, no man wants to be with an independent woman. Can I I can't yes or no that can I okay. say, give my answer and give an explanation? Sure. Yes. Mm -hmm. Now. The type of woman, strong, those are traits that are attractive to me. You're strong, you speak your mind, you got some feisty to you. Like Those are things that I'm attracted to. Now, that's great. That doesn't mean that you don't know how to be, we don't know how to work together mm -hmm. and be dependent on one another. Absolutely. So when I say no man wants to be with an independent woman, I agree with that just as much as I don't think a woman wants to be with an independent man. Nobody wants to be with somebody who they feel like they don't need. <laughs> Nobody wants to be in any dynamic where you don't feel needed and valued, right? You wouldn't want to be with me if when you come in the room, it's just like, ah, oh, whatever. Or when you do things for me, like if, like when you cook a great meal and I say, well, this is good, babe. If, if I never, ever once feel like I value who you are in my life or there's a place for you to be who you are in my life, nobody wants to be in that scenario. See, and that's where I get twisted because to me, that's not what being independent means. How are you independent in a relationship? Now, so I, I, we are all dependent on someone in something in some ways, right? We're everybody. But what I mean is, is not independent in the in the sense of I don't need you to help me do anything. That's not what I feel being a independent woman is. But I mean someone who is a go-getter just like the man is supposed to be. Someone who is headstrong, someone who can make decisions, someone who can help for provide or help provide like Maybe I'm just making all the money or maybe I'm not like I'm capable of doing things on my own and I don't need assistance and help or permission every time I need to do something. So that's my definition of independence. So for me, I can still be independent inside of our relationship. I don't need not again. I'm not independent separate from you. Right. You don't maybe not even realize it, but there are things that you do inside of our relationship that give me the power or the feeling of being capable of going out and doing things. But when I do those things on the outside, it's like, oh, she's really independent. She can do this. But I know 
that it comes from a strength and being able to rely on you to do other things for me so that I can go out and do this. Yeah, and but I, who yeah. I am at the core, who you got in a relationship with someone who was super independent before you. So when I get in a relationship with you, that doesn't just go away. Who you are and who you have to be outside of relationship sometimes has to adjust and change when you get inside a relationship. Absolutely. Most of the things that you were saying about yourself have nothing to do with independence. Like the beginning of your description are all things you can be like being a go-getter and someone who brings to the table and can go out in the world, make things happen has nothing to do with independence. Right. So I, I do believe that there's a problem with the grammar associated with what the woman that I described is by all means by society is described as an independent person. She's an independent woman. That's who those, those characteristics, that's what we get grouped into. The true definition of independence means that I don't need anyone for anything and I can do it all by myself, which yes. we all know that that is not the case for anybody. There is now that nobody that's, is. That's not a reality. It's not a reality, but there are, and this is what I was trying to talk about earlier. There are a lot of people who have had to forge this type of mindset due to being failed so much in the past. That they had to forge this mindset like, I don't, you know what, I don't need anybody. I'm going to be all right regardless. I could say that I fit that description at one time in my life. For sure. Mm -hmm. Now, this, it's, it's, I think we're trying to have, it's a very broad conversation we're having, but it's so nuanced, right? I think most of the issue comes when that person who forged that mindset out of pain now gets with someone who wants to do the things that they were failed in in the past. Mm -hmm. And it's a tug of war because what I want to do for you, I don't have the room to do because it's an unspoken tension because you don't trust me with this access to you. You don't trust me to be ahead in your life. Now, you can't shut down nature. You're attracted to a certain type of man for a certain mm -hmm. type of reason. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why the ugly dude who's got this boss demeanor. picking on the ugly dude. Well, I'm saying like, well, of course... <laughs> People who are aesthetically pleasing, like it's like, ooh, they're cute or whatever. But when you see the person who's not aesthetically pleasing, but he's still attractive because there's a certain, mm -hmm. you know, demeanor about him, you can't shut that off. Now, here's the thing. You need to ask yourself, is the type of person that you want the type of person in this stage of your life that you can handle? Right. So I could say I want like even for the man, oh, I'm a man. I want to be with uh, someone who can respect me as a man. But then you're not even the type of person who she's safe with like that. Your character is bad. Right. So I think it's a thing for everybody. Like, OK, who you say you want. Are you even the type of person who can handle that? You know what I mean? You say you want a man. You say you want someone who's got this. Yeah, I just like a real boss. But. The truth of the matter is, in some spaces, there's not room for two bosses. In some spaces. Not saying in a relationship. Mm -hmm. So don't do that to me. <laughs> I was like, okay? mm. Don't do that to me. I'm not talking about relationships. <laughs> but I'm talking about in general, mm -hmm. right? Like when we're talking about running a company, it's rare you see two CEOs. Mm -hmm. You might have a CEO and a CFO, but even then there's a, a, pecking, order. a pecking order. There's mm -hmm. a hierarchy, right? In anything, there's a chain of command. And the truth of the matter is not, I know everybody don't want to hear this, but this is really what I believe. I believe there is a hierarchy in relationships. 
I listen. So again, we had the same. We had this conversation inside of the submission episode, where as as someone who outside of this relationship is very headstrong, is very bossy, is very get it done, coming into a relationship. And being in a relationship with someone who is complete opposite of everybody else that I've been in a relationship with. Same. Um, <laughs> We're each other's first. It, it does take a level of adjustment. What I have not felt in this relationship and what I never want to feel in this relationship is that those qualities and characteristics aren't beneficial to our relationship. What? Like me being strong, me being able to make decisions, me being a boss. And I think that's where we get mixed up. The world gets mixed up too. Right. You have this person who outside of your relationship is a go-getter, is a boss, is can do everything that they need to get done in a day and don't have to rely on anybody. And then I come in a relationship and what you're asking me to do is be the total opposite of that. And you don't see how those things can benefit us in our relationship. So for me, it's easy for me to submit to you as the head of our house because I get you've emphasized to me how while not all the time it's not beneficial, there are times where you need me. You need me to be a boss. You need me to step up. You need me to be assertive because that is not an area where you're absolutely super strong in. And so for me, I can weigh, well, I'm learning to weigh. Let me let me phrase that right. I'm learning to weigh when I can be that and when it's better for me to just fall back. And not better for you and for your ego, but better for our relationship. Yeah. And I feel like in my past relationships, the that's what has been lacking is you might be that out here, but when you come in this house, you have to be something totally different. But then on the opposite side, nobody else is stepping up to be that. So yeah. if I can't be that in our relationship and you refuse to be that because you're lazy or because you just don't feel like it needs to be done, then what do you expect me to do? You expect me to just sit and let things go without being done because it threatens your manhood? That's where I used to fail because I can't do that. And I think that's where well, that's what happened this morning. There was something that needed to be done. In my mind, I perceived that you weren't doing it and so that I needed to do it. Where you were like, I'm going to do it. I just got to do this other stuff before I get to it. And I think that's where we falter is because in my head, based on past experiences, that's what I saw, something not getting done. And we have those moments in our relationship where I wish before the podcast you would see it something to me. I'm gonna be honest. Really? But uh, <laughs> I wasn't even gonna bring it up. Yeah. Didn't even know what we was talking about. It just kind of yeah. came up. But I mean, honestly, like it's it's such a small thing. I didn't f- if I re- you know me, if I felt some really some type of ways, you would have felt it. Even if I didn't say it, you would have mm-hmm. been like, What's wrong with you? Yeah. It wasn't a big deal to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cause I still went out there, still cleaned out the cars. But when we were sitting and talking, I was like, Oh, this is an example of something I wanted to do for you Mm -hmm. but it felt like and this is just because i desire to love you well Mm -hmm. it felt like something that you didn't trust me to do it's a big jump and i'm aware how i do it's a it's a big jump but in my mind when i want to i want like it's a big desire for me that you understand that i'm a man in your life like who i am to you is something that 
I'm not gonna let anybody else be to you. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm so for me to have that desire, and with you being such a doer, mm-hmm. it's rare that there's opportunity. Mm-hmm. When the dishes mm-hmm. need to be done, it's rare that I'm gonna beat you to it. Right? Because I'm the type that I'm yeah, not like cause it's just my perception. It's, it's just who we are. Like me, yeah. if the Disney need to be done, I'm gonna wait till later. That, yes. <laughs> so like, there's to, and to me, it's plenty of opportunity. Yeah, you know what I mean. We're just different in that way, yeah. right? So the the car needs to be warming up. Mm-hmm. Let me get my coat. I'm gonna clean up the car too, so I better find my gloves too. Hey, hold on, wait. You know what I'm saying? Like all these things to you, it's like, come on, I don't even need no coat. I just, <laughs> exactly. yeah. So. This one was just a communication. It's just an example of how someone who desires to do and someone who's hardwired to do yeah. sometimes can create a clash. Okay, so don't this ain't nothing that we got to take <laughs> off of the pod, okay? Because um, I wasn't tripping, but <coughs> and I think what you were talking about is is valuable because there's so many people who cannot settle into this idea of a man playing a role as a head because there's so many men who do not understand what submission really is. Absolutely. And also women who don't understand what submission is. Right. But I love the fact that you don't feel like you have to be something other than who you are Mm -hmm. in this dynamic. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's why I keep stressing. Like, I love the fact that you are who you are. You know what I mean? Like, I love the fact that you are. Of course, there are some times that. You want me to turn it off? Well, we're we're both headstrong, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? And we both want to say what we want to say. So there are things that we got to be really intentional about navigating around so that the way we're hardwired doesn't, you know, become something that's unhealthy in our relationship mm-hmm. dynamic. But either way, right? This household benefits from you being who you are. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Same. Like we just talked about the, the when your check roll around. I know that you as a black woman don't climb the corporate ladder unless you are a doer. Mm-hmm. You as a black woman don't get into the boardrooms and get on the Zoom calls that you get to get on unless who you are who you are. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. I value that. Now for me valuing that. I still need to know that me being the type of man who's really in touch with his emotions, right? I'm really an anomaly, I feel like, mm-hmm. because I'll cry watching The Lion King when the stampede, you know, get over Mufasa, you <laughs> know what I'm saying? Um, and I'm also very caring, right? Like, I'm also, I'll really, I'm really in touch with your emotions and mine. I need to know that you don't see those things and misconstrue who I am. Like I'm, I'm really like him. Weak, <laughs> right? I'm saying like I'm yeah. a man. Like mm-hmm. I'm still a man, and I still have those values to where I want you to understand that you have a strong man in your life, mm-hmm. right? Um, so it's just a dynamic, right? Where that's specific to us, but in the grander scheme of things, everybody has to find a way to settle into a relationship dynamic that's comfortable for both of you. So if you with somebody and you kicking in with somebody and there's not room for you to be a strong woman, maybe it's not the person for you run away. You know what I mean? If, if I think there are aspects of 
being quote unquote, we we understand now that this might not be the most appropriate label that we're putting on these qualities, but for the sake of this conversation, an independent person, and it's not toxic. It's not, look, I don't need you. When I say I want you, then you come. And then other than that, I don't want to deal with you. If it's not that, if you're truly in a genuine relationship and that person is making you feel guilty for those qualities and aren't showing you how the way that you are wired can truly benefit everybody in the relationship. I think you have to evaluate whether that's the right person for you or not. I also think that like as a man and and a leader in the relationship, it's your job to foster that inside of your woman. Like there, the things that I do outside of this house are only possible because when I come to this house, I feel loved. I feel supported. I feel cared for. If, if when I was by myself and I was doing everything, I didn't even have nothing to give to my job. I came there, look, I'm here for a check. I'm just here. So I don't get fined. I'm not doing nothing extra for y'all. But the moment I started getting into a loving relationship where I felt cared for and protected when I went out, I felt like I could conquer the world. And to me, that's being independent, but knowing that there's a place for it in our relationship. And I feel like if you were to ever ask, say to me, I don't like that in you, you got to turn that off. It would be a problem. For sure. And I think it should be a problem for anybody. I think it should be a problem for anybody. Like who you are, who you were created to be, who you are at your most natural state. If that's a problem for the person that you're with, that's a big indication that that's not the person for you. But I think everything needs to have balance Mm -hmm. and it needs to have um, what they call it um, when things are done in doses that are helpful and not harmful. It just has to be controlled. Controlled. Like like this. Everybody needs water. Every human and almost every species needs water to live, right? But if I were to drink insane amount, an insane amount of water, I could die from water poisoning, right? I need this, but too much is harmful. It's the same thing with a degree of independence in a relationship, right? Like, I don't want you bothering me for every little thing. If you can't do anything without me, I'm going to be annoyed. It's like, oh, my God, like, I need some space. But at the same time, I do want to feel like I, like there's a place for me, right? Like, if I'm sitting on the couch, I'm... 200 plus pounds and you are exasperating yourself trying to open up a jar that you know I could easily open them. You're just like (laughs) dang it I can't get up. And you see me sitting here. At some point it's almost insulting. It's like I'm here. Let me help you. Why don't you trust me with this? Why can't you allow me to help you? Right? If you're stacking up three chairs on top of each other to reach something on the (laughs) drawer. And I'm sitting here and I'm six foot. It's like, yeah. Well, maybe I'm making an exasperated effort to get you to offer the help, too. I mean, I'm just throwing that out there. It's called playing games. I'm just throwing that out there. Nah, nah. (laughs) Tell me what you need. You don't see me trying to open it. Nah, tell me me what you need. (laughs) I ain't playing them games. (laughs) I want you to ask. Well, you don't want me to open that jar. Well, I did want to just touch on, because I believe that that concept of the savior complex, that it does play a huge part in that independence conversation because there are men who want to come in and feel like 
They're pulling you up out. They're making you better. They're refining you. They're, they've been put in your life to save you. And when they can't do that, and maybe you can't talk about it. Maybe this might be a conversation for my girls, uh, my girls conversation, because we've, I, I've been in situations where it feels like if they can't do that, then they can't be with you. And I don't necessarily understand because I've never been the damsel in distress. I don't understand how to be that for someone who has that that need or that knack. And, and not necessarily, I don't even know if you need to be that. But there are men who are just naturally wired to feel like they got to come in and save the day. And I feel like those men run away from a woman like me. Yeah, I mean... There is a difference, but and I don't want to. I want to be careful with this because a savior complex is a real thing. It's Absolutely. a real. It's a real thing that people wrestle with. That's birthed from most of the time traumatic situations, mm-hmm. right? So that might be misleading to introduce in this conversation because there are some men who legitimately just want to add value to your life, and they there might be an area in your life. That you really need somebody to help you. Yes. And maybe you don't want to accept that. Okay. <laughs> but when the man comes around and says, yo, you need to stop doing this. That don't mean he got a savior complex. Maybe you somebody who needs saving. Maybe you're not ready to be saved, but it don't mean it's his job. But um, I do agree that that there's a lot of people who deal with that and don't know they're dealing with it. I was really glad, like you said, that Ryan opened up about that. Um the locker room episode of the podcast was the episode we did. Check it out if you haven't yet. But Ryan was one of the guests on that show, and he talked about how he developed the savior complex after witnessing his mother endure uh, physical and emotional abuse. Mm-hmm. So now that shaped a role that he's supposed to play in a relationship based on the role he had to play with his mother. So now when he comes to the table in a relationship with a woman, he feels like if I can't save you, I don't know what's the role I'm supposed to play in your life. And you're right, 100%. If someone's wrestling with that, it's going to be really hard for them to be with the woman who's like, bruh, just sit here. Let's talk. I don't need you to save me, for sure. I, and I think, honestly, that that person who's got that complex is going to find it difficult to um, make any relationship work because if you don't conquer that, or if you're not aware of that, once you actually do help them, let's just say perfect scenario, you mm-hmm. come in and you're Superman, you do your work and they're healthy and whole. Then what? What happens what when they don't do need saving? Yeah. Now, now you're not interested. And I was like, uh, I don't know. I'm just not feeling fix it anymore. You. I got to go fix somebody else. And most of the time it's subconscious. You mm-hmm. don't know why. You just feel like, I feel like we're drifting apart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really vague statements that just communicate for whatever reason. I'm not feeling it no more. Yeah. And that's really it. Like, there's no more work for you to do. So that can be very dangerous. I agree with you. Um, I think that's why we put so much emphasis on those upfront conversations. I think in the beginning of a relationship where most people would fall into, let's just be the perfect picture for this person so that I can keep them around as long as I can. And we hide maybe our true qualities or our faults or those things that we know somebody might not really like about us. It's so 
important to put those things on front street. Like even though in the beginning of our relationship, I was being extra lovey-dovey to him, I never ever hid the fact that, look, I got this. And I think that I introduced myself as saying like, I would love to be in a relationship with someone who came in and helped me do the things that I feel like are just a burden on my shoulders, just everyday life. Like I want to feel like I have a partner in this and that it's not just all on me. I am capable of doing it all. I don't want to anymore. And I think stating that up front gave you, I hope, what you needed to say, okay, yes, there is room for me. There might be some work that we have to do. Um, because for me, it all boiled down to trust. It didn't boil down to me being super independent and I would just want to do everything on my own. It's like I've been failed in this area before. And I found out that I, even though I, when I show that I can do it, most people just fall back and let me do it. And I want somebody who's just not willing to do that, who this time will say, look, I recognize that you can do it all, but I don't want you to have to. Most of the time is she can do it all. So I'm good. And so it made me not trust people enough to be there for me. So for us, I think it's still a process. It's still trust building. And I know we, we show this, the side of our relationship, we're super vulnerable and we're super open, but to, to say that trust is fully there in every area for me I don't lead in trusting people, right? Mm. So it's little bit at a time. I can say that I trust you more than I've ever trusted anybody in my entire life. I have faith in the fact that if I need you, you will be there. And even when I feel like I don't need you, you still going to be there. Mm. But there are times where I'm like, I don't know. I don't Mm. know because I haven't had to, we haven't had to navigate the situation. Luckily, because we've built up trust in so many areas that I lean in heavily on, I'm just going to believe that he's going to show up for me in the way that I need him to show up for me. And if he don't, then I have to deal with it. And you've never failed me. I appreciate that. I'm putting you on a spot scale of one to 10, 10 being the maximum capacity of trust. Where am I at? You're like a, How much you trust you're me? You're like a 9.2. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's good. I'm smoking <laughs> this thing. Come on. Oh, come on. I, again, I think the... The only areas where I say it's not that I don't trust you. Yeah. It's just that I we haven't we haven't walked upon a certain situation. So when we do, I'm like, mm, we I don't know how you're gonna respond. You always either show up and meet that expectation or exceed that. So I I I couldn't mark you any lower than that. I appreciate that. What about me? You trust me? Hundred percent. I know. It's just you. You're the total opposite of me. I am. <laughs> I am. I just come I trust in until you, you give me a reason not to. Yeah, I just come in like one. Well, it depends on what role, right? Uh-huh. Like not everybody I meet is like I just trust yeah, you. I'm talking about me. Yeah. Yeah. Just when I when someone plays a role in my life, like I wouldn't have asked you to marry me if I didn't trust you. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean? all the way. Yeah. If you was a nine point two, I'd wait till we ten. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, and then actions make me lose trust yeah. you know what i mean but yeah, we're just different like that yeah yeah i wish <laughs> <laughs> i wish the way that's the way my brain that's works. why we balance each other out so well <laughs> opposites attract but i do i do think it's um this is an ongoing conversation and i'm pretty sure like we already had the secret to submission episode 
but it's so much work that needs to be done in this space, mm-hmm. especially. And I keep landing here, but it's, I don't know if it's reality, but I just feel this so heavily in our context in America with black Afro-Americans. Um, there's so much work that needs to be done healing between black men and black women. Absolutely. Um, and you just, you feel it coming to a head now, now that, especially with the podcast boom, where, you know, anybody who's got uh, the right equipment can tell the story and get their voice out there. You hear these really harsh, extreme point of views. Absolutely. Right? And I keep seeing this conversation between black men and black women about you don't do this. You don't do that. Well, women need to do this and men need to do that. And all of that conversation, all of that anger was birthed out of our past experience and what we've been through. Um, but I think the fact that we're actually having a conversation now is because the healing process is beginning. Like we're coming to a point where, cause <laughs> some, some time ago men didn't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> men did not care about being ahead. Men did weren't having conversations about what type of woman do they want to marry. Men years ago were saying, I don't want to get married. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So I think it's it's really dope that the conversations happen and and I'm really glad that we have a platform that we can address this and shed some healthy light on the subject, right? What it means to be and I'm still I still want to work on that definition. I still don't like the it's the wrong label. I think I don't it's like the, the label it's the of, wrong word. Yeah, I don't like the label that every time there's a woman who's strong and knows how to handle business, oh you an independent woman. No, she still needs you, bro. It might not be the way that, you know, Susie Q needs you. You know what I mean? Um, But she still needs you. But, uh, you know, there are other instances where there are some women who need to learn or need to accept and understand that you need people. You need somebody, you know. And I'm going to be 100% honest that in, in my case, I needed somebody to show me that it's okay to not do it all. I, you like when you said, um, she still needs you. Sometimes y'all got to show us that. Come in and be a benefit. If you see an area of my life where you can add value, add value to that. No, Regardless of how I look at life, if, if I feel like I don't need you, show me that I do need you. Show me how you can make things better for me. I needed that. I needed to know that somebody was there to just help me. Regardless of what I was willing to do, you let me know that you don't have to do that. I'm here now. And some people just need to be shown that. And I can guarantee you that if, if you run into a person that's like me and you start showing where you can add value to my life, I'm like, all right, do that. <laughs> Oh, you like kids? <laughs> Please take them. <laughs> Have fun with them. I'm going to go take a nap. <laughs> you silly. You silly. But the moment I, I realized, like, yo, you ain't got to do it all. Yeah. I let you in. I appreciate that. I know I could do more. Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to disagree. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Great conversation. I think it's really valuable. Bring this convo, your thoughts, your energy. Bring it to the live. Ooh, I don't even know if we have one. Huh? This is the episode. We'll figure it out. Thanksgiving week. 
Well, if we have a live, we'll let you know. To be continued. Uh, T was it TBD? To be determined. We'll let you know if we have a live. If we do, bring the energy to the live. And uh, yeah, let's kick it. Let's chop it up. Okay. Uh, once again, couples, if you want to join us on the Weather Never Told Us podcast, if you're in somewhat of a similar geographical location, if you're in the Michigan area of the United States, hit us up. Let's have convo. Let's have dialogue. Uh, and let's see what we can make happen, okay? You said couples, right? Couples, Are we yes. not willing to talk to people who are just like, I don't ever want to be in a relationship again? Yeah, let's bring... Uh, the singles. I'm with it. Singles. Anybody, come talk to <laughs> You got a story to tell. You have a voice and something you need to get out into the world. Um, we'd like to see if uh, this platform could be kind of like, you know, uh, a launching pad or your megaphone for you to tell your story. That'd be really dope. So <laughs> I keep saying couples, but you're right. I shouldn't do that because there might be some people like, I'm good, be single. I don't never want to get Yeah, so I'm here for it. Um, but yeah, we finna go have our little, we don't got kids today, dinner. I'm excited about that. I'm going to take them to Red Lobster, yeah. Don't say it. Don't sing it. Don't sing it. <laughs> I did good. I did really good. All right, y'all. We finna slide. Um... As always, we love love. Y'all should love love too. Peace. Peace.